Morpheus's Angels. A Sandman and Good Omens crossover potfic, written by Star of the Endless and read by Literarian. Summary Tasked by their respective head offices to check out the horror in the basement at the dubious mention of Roderick Burgess, Crowley and Aziraphale employ the service of immortal Robert Gatling. Who could have known that Robert is actually quite familiar with said horror and not at all pleased to find him imprisoned? Lucky for Robert, both the angel and the demon make sure he doesn't get hurt in more ways than one. Chapter 1 Secret Meetings This is the beginning of a story. But for it to become a good story, it needs more than a beginning. Good stories have depth, excitement, tension, romance and maybe a little humour. Some stories should have a lot more humour. A story also needs characters and lucky for this author and this potficker, they can borrow a few really great ones from other stories. This way, this story might go from good to better. Our first character is Kai Kool, Lord Shaper, Oniros, Lord Morpheus, Dream of the Endless, King of the Dreaming, the Shaper of Form, Dreamweaver, Sultan of Sleep, the Dream Lord, Ruler of the Nightmare Realm, Mr. Dreamy, Boss, Let's just say he has a lot of names. Unfortunately, he's currently stuck in a glass orb, surrounded by a rune circle that binds all his powers. He can't do much but sit around and plan his revenge on his captors. Dream is also friends with our next character, Robert Hobb Gatling, although he may pretend otherwise. Hob, on the other hand, likes being Dream's friend. Hob also likes wine, fine food and good conversations and he absolutely loves life. So much so that one day he decided not to die, ever, right when death could hear him and grant him that wish. How convenient! Hob also knows Aziraphale, who's an angel. They met each other in 1589 in a nice little tavern. Hop had ordered quite a feast for his friend, but Dream left early, don't ask why, so Hop accepted when a homely-looking man with a nice smile asked him if he could sit with him. Aziraphale also likes wine, food and good conversations. He and Hop first shared the meal and then found out that they also share a common interest. Books. Aziraphale mainly likes first editions, preferably signed by the author, while Hop has been imprinting for a while. There's a chance they might get in a bit of a spat over that later on, but that's a different story. The last character this author wants to introduce is Crowley. 
he's a demon, and perfectly fine with that, and also friends with Aziraphale, which he might deny, depending on the present company. After all, it might not look good for the head office if he's friends with an angel. Crowley hasn't always been a demon, of course. He sauntered vaguely downwards from heaven and then found that the human world is actually a great place to be. Crowley enjoys being on Earth. Heaven is this big, empty space, while hell is much too crowded. There's a reason he came to invent traffic jams and apartment buildings with tiny flats. If he has to suffer like this, it should do nicely for humans. Now that we have our characters, what we need is a plot. The thing that moves the story forward and makes it worth listening to. Let's start with a secret meeting. It's mysterious, questionable and maybe a bit funny, since Aziraphale and Crowley aren't particularly good at meeting in secret. Their idea of a secret meeting is either meeting at a public park or sitting in the back room of Aziraphale's bookshop. That's exactly where they are now, both of them with a glass of wine and not their first one. Crowley is slouched down on a sofa, almost falling off of it. Got another request today. There's some rich guy's house in Sussex they want me to look at. Not Forney Rick, by any chance? Aziraphale asks, before taking a small sip from his glass. That's the one, Crowley says. He tries to get into a more sitting position, but needs a moment to get his long limbs sorted out. So they assigned us the same thing again. Flip you for it, Crowley suggests. Aziraphale gives him a stern look. I can't help but think you're tricking me. Every time we flip for it, I'm the one who has to do it. Demon. Crowley says, without the least bit of remorse. Remember? I think it would actually be better if we did this one together, Aziraphale says. Why? That place belongs to Roderick Burgess. I heard quite a bit of gossip about him. He seems to be a particularly foul human. No idea why my lot would have a problem with that, Crowley says, sinking back into the couch. Looks to me like he's corrupting people left and right. I think it's because of that sleepy sickness, Aziraphale says. It's not quite right. Can't you feel that? As if the whole universe is out of balance. That's Angel. Crowley says, taking a particularly long sip from his glass. Might just be the wine. They both giggle uncontrollably and drink some more wine. In fact, they forget about the whole matter until both of them get reminded by their respective head officers that they still have a job to do. That leads, for whatever reason, 
to another secret meeting at a public park. Since it is neither secret nor necessary, one might think that maybe Crowley and Haziraphale just enjoy meeting each other a lot. At least this time there's no wine. According to my sources, I was right. This Burgess man is indeed horrible, and I'm not sure I want to go there at all. Aziraphale says to the air in front of him. Crowley is sitting right next to him, but of course they don't know each other. I don't like the sound of it. I heard he has a demon locked up in his basement. I don't feel like being next just because downstairs thinks it's a good idea. Oh, Aziraphale says, perking up. Crowley knows that sound all too well. Stop it, he groans. Not another one of your brilliant ideas. But this one is brilliant. Aziraphale turns to Crowley, making their not-so-secret meeting even less secret. What if neither of us goes there? Crowley looks at him, and he has to admit that a mischievous grin is quite a look on the angel. So we just tell them we did? No, of course, we have to investigate. Aziraphale says, and Crowley slouches down with another grunt, rolling his eyes. Aziraphale doesn't care. We just find someone else we can send in there. Maybe a human. A human, Crowley huffs. They might not have spells for them, but they could still just shoot them. Not if it's a special human. Aziraphale says. And I already have one in mind. Oh, I know the right guy for the job. Crowley butts in. Robert Gadling. They both say at the same time. How do you know Robert? Aziraphale asks. Well, you know, he's connected. Crowley says gesturing so much with his arms that Aziraphale has a hard time following the movement. There was this get-together in a tavern. We had some drinks, and then the two of us, you know, it was a whole thing. How do you know him? We shared a meal in 1589. That was some really good food considering the times. Great venison pasty. You shared a meal? Crowley asks in a mocking tone. I thought he was nice, but he's a stubborn son. Aziraphale stops himself and flattens his vest. Man, he is hogging rare books like a dragon. Unlike you, Crowley says with a nod. Aziraphale looks at him as if he's about to clutch his non-existent pearls. I'm a collector. Robert just happens to have a few rare books because he lived long enough. There's a difference. Anyway, Crowley says, 
knowing that Aziraphale can easily go into a rant when it comes to books. Do we even have a way of contacting him? I might know where we can find him, Aziraphale says. And we just go there and ask him? Sounds like a plan, Aziraphale says, and he gleefully claps his legs before getting up. Crowley is way less enthusiastic about the whole ordeal, but he has come to accept that saying no to his angel gets harder by the century.